Hey there, this is Dr. Dave and Microdose You, and the title of today's show is Microdosing is Not For You If. And what I mean by this is there are four categories I'm going to share with you right now. And if you fall into any one or more of these four categories, guess what? You should not be microdosing because it's not for you. It's going to be a great episode. I'm so glad you're here. Stand by. You're listening to Microdose U Radio on the world's famous KMDU-FM Salt Lake City. Watch this. Watch this. Hey there, you rock stars. How are you? I'm so glad to be with you on another episode of Microdose U. I am Dr. Dave. I'm your host. And today I've got a show that's very special because some people think that microdosing is for everybody. And guess what? It's really not. There are four categories that I'm going to share with you right now. And if you fall into any one of these four, you should think twice about microdosing or at least think twice until you get your act together or tweak some things to make it right for you. Because it's not right for everybody. Everybody should not be microdosing. There are other alternatives that maybe, in my opinion, are not as good, but could possibly work for you. From my experience in my life and what I've been through, microdosing of magic mushrooms is a game changer. It's the absolute only thing that I found to change my life. If I, if I had not gotten into this close to three years ago, I don't really know where my life would be. It was, it was going down a really bad path of anxiety and depression and worse. And it, it was, it was really bad. And I did an episode a very short time ago that explained how bad it actually was. So if you're not sure, if you want to hear that again, go listen to it. So I've got four categories of reasons that you should potentially not be microdosing magic mushrooms. And let's just, let's just get right into them. And I'll explain a little bit under each category. Number one is you're not believing in this and that's okay. If you're not, I I am in touch with a lot of people every single day and most are very interested. They want to know more, but I definitely come across people that say, this is bullshit. You're not qualified to be sharing this with anybody. Who are you? You know, um, you know, you don't have any credentials. Uh, Well, on some level, maybe they're right. I'm a retired dentist. I never learned about this in dental school, but guess what? Most physicians have never learned about this. They just don't know. They read a couple news articles, maybe a study or two, or maybe even nothing. And they're telling you what you should do and what you should not do. So who is qualified? It's too early to tell, but all I can tell you is with three years or close to, I should say close to three years of experience under my belt and my personal story, I am absolutely qualified to share at least my life story. And if people want to listen to it, they can, if they don't want to, but some people, yeah, they're in there. They're in the category of they're not believing it. They think it's BS and fine go do something else find something else that works for you i still love you you're not you're not hurting anything you're not hurting me you're not hurting anybody else you may or may not be hurting yourself i'm not sure but it's not for everybody so if you fall in that category as a cynical disbeliever non-believer whatever the word might be it doesn't matter then it's not for you fine Number two is if you think microdosing magic mushrooms is a magic bullet and all you have to do is swallow a little mushroom capsule every morning or several times per week and everything's going to work out fine and you don't have to worry about anything else, then guess what? You're not ready yet. I can't even count the number of episodes I've done and shared with you how many other things you need to do alongside of the microdosing. 
it's not just taking an antidepressant pill, an SSRI or, or similar, something like that, and, and just going about your day and hoping for the best and let the chemicals work or not work for you. It's, it's not like that at all. There are things that you need to do alongside of the microdosing. And if you don't do them, you're not going to get the results or you're most likely not going to get the results you want. And a few of those, and I've done, again, I've done countless episodes on all of these, but the ones that come to my mind real quickly, journaling, super crucial journaling, breathing exercises, breathing through your nose, breathing properly. That's a game changer right there in itself. Um, having your blood work done to make sure there's nothing else going on in your body, make sure everything's in, in, in alignment, because if it's not, you're still going to have problems even if you're microdosing. I found that my, I think it was my B12 and my D, was a D3 maybe, were, were out of alignment. They were low, and I was feeling the effects of that. And once I got that corrected, even during my microdosing, I felt a tremendous difference. So you've got to do other things alongside of the microdosing. Sleep is crucial. How many times have I talked to you about that? I know people tell me, I sound like a broken record. All he talks about is sleep, sleep. Well, guess what? The human body needs sleep, needs good quality sleep, free of sleep apnea, free of obstructions. And if you're not getting that really good sleep every night, no matter how much you're microdosing, you're going to still have problems. So it would be a disservice to you guys if I didn't share this stuff with you and try to keep repeating it and repeating because I can't tell you how important sleep is. And once I got mine fixed, again, another total game changer alongside of the microdosing getting rid of the bad things in your life. You could be the best microdoser in the world, but if you've got a spouse, I'm just making this up, I'm not saying you do, but if you have a spouse that's like, that's toxic and horrible or, or horrible friends or family members or a horrible toxic job that you go into every day, you could be the best microdoser in the world if there was such a contest. <laughs> I don't know if there's a contest like that, but you could be the best in the world. And if you're not addressing those things, it's not gonna. It's not gonna work for you. It's not just not gonna do the job. It's the microdosing, the psilocybin points you in the direction of knowing what to do. It it has taught me so many things during this three year journey that I've been on, and it's connected me with certain people that maybe I would not have been connected with otherwise. It's gotten me to think about some of the people I hang around with. It's gotten me to think about a lot of things and get rid of a lot of the things in my life. And that again. It's, it's a total win-win when you do all that, but you have to do it. You can't just ignore this stuff. You can't just say, I'm going to pop a capsule every morning or, you know, whatever, four times a week and everything's going to be fine in your life. It's not going to be, I promise you. Number three, if you think that psilocybin is going to make you anxious, then you shouldn't do it. Because number one, it's not going to make you anxious, unless you think it is. Now, the brain is really powerful. And you've heard about the placebo effect and you know how powerful our thinking is and our thought processes are. If you swallow anything, if you swallow a sugar pill and you totally believe that there's a high chance that it's going to make you anxious, then it really could make you anxious. Now, can psilocybin ever make anybody anxious? It's possible. It's not likely, but it's possible. And what I found over the years is that most of the people that experience some anxiety from microdosing is their dose is way too low. They're not doing enough and they don't realize that. So if I ever am on a Zoom call or helping somebody with their microdosing and they're telling me about some anxiety and they're doing um, a very small dose, we, we, we immediately up it a little bit. We up it and almost in 
invariably this helps out with anxiety. So again, if you believe you're going to become this anxious person from microdosing, then it's not for you right now, maybe later, but not right now. Number four, perhaps the most important bullet point of today, perhaps the most important, because again, I am talking to a lot of people every day. I do um, some Zoom calls with people. I help people out one-on-one. And I do come in contact with people that I feel, no matter how much I share with them, how much I try to help them, how much I try to teach them, for some reason deep inside of them, they are just simply not ready to change. And there's no shame in that. Not everybody is ready to change at the moment they think they should or you want them to. Not not everybody's on the same timeline. I've got somebody that I'm very close with that after having extensive conversations with this person, I've come to the conclusion, and he's a great guy. He's a good friend of mine. I really like him a lot, but he's he's just not ready. And there's nothing you can really do to get somebody to be ready. They have to be ready on their own timeline. Some people are just more comfortable with the known as opposed to the unknown, even if the known is is really bad. I know people that are in a really toxic marriage and they're afraid to get out. They're not ready to change. It's really bad. It's hurting their health. It's hurting their everyday lives, but they're not ready to get out. And the reason seems to be because the fear of the unknown is worse than the fear of the known. Even if you're in something toxic and it's really bad, if you get out of that situation, you're thrown into a brand new situation of not having a partner, not having a spouse, not knowing where you're going to live, not knowing how your kids are going to accept this. You know, the list goes on and on. There are a lot of reasons people could think of that they don't want to get out of a toxic situation. And okay, that's your choice. But if you're not ready to get out of it, then you have to realize that most likely things are not going to change because it's the old saying, the definition of the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, repeating the same pattern every day, not changing, and expecting a different result. And I can't tell you how many people that I've been helping or sharing things with that are just doing the same thing over and over and expecting a better result one day. Well, guess what? It's extremely unlikely that's going to happen. So again, there's, there's no real shame. It's, it's, people are afraid. People are afraid of the unknown, and I, I get that. I understand that. I never, I never will belittle anyone, even somebody that I'm working with. I'll never, I'll never belittle you, or minimize the fact that you're you're afraid to change something. I, I, I was there. It took me. So I was in. Let's see. I was in a marriage for uh, my first marriage, 23 years, I believe it was something like that. And, and the first, the last, the first, the first half was really good. I have to admit, really good. But the last 10 years were extremely difficult for me extremely difficult. And I was, I was afraid. I was afraid to make a change. I had kids. I had my everyday life that I had our friends and family and everybody that we, you know, associated with. It was, it was very difficult, but it came to the point that I knew that I had to make a change or this would kill me or else I would just be dead really soon because it was toxic. It was not good for me. It was not good for my health. It was not good for my health mentally or physically. And finally, I had to decide, it was, but it was on my timeline. I had to decide that enough is enough. I have to make a change or else this is going to be a huge, huge problem. And guess what? I did not want to face the huge, huge problem that was lurking in the very near future. I didn't want to face that. So I ultimately got the courage up to make a change. But again, everybody's on their own timeline. You are, I am, 
everybody is. It's not a bad thing. It's just what it is. So those are my four four reasons that microdosing mushrooms might not be for you, at least right, at least not right now, at least not right now. But stick with it because you might get to a point where you say, okay, like I did, like enough is enough. I've got to do whatever it takes. And again, that's, that's what I want to hear when I, when I'm working with somebody or helping somebody out, I want to hear them say to me, Dr. Dave, I am in such bad shape right now. I don't, I hate to hear that, but, but sometimes that's just what it is. Um, I'm in such bad shape that I am willing to do right now whatever it takes to change my life. When somebody says that and they truly believe it, and I can tell if somebody believes it, I can tell if they're speaking from their heart or not. If somebody really says and believes that I'm willing to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to change my life, guess what? That means you're ready. That means you're ready to do it. I hope this makes sense. I had to put this out there because, again, there are some of you out there that just believe that popping a couple capsules is going to change your life. And, you know, there's a chance anything can happen. I, I doubt it will because unless you're willing to do all the, all the work and, and believe in the four things that I just mentioned, um, if you're in any of those categories, it's likely not going to work. But there are a lot of people out there that are interested. They're kind of listening on the sideline, listening to all the episodes here, but never get started. And, you know, time just marches on. Time keeps, you're not getting any younger. And what are you waiting for? So if you really believe this, if you really believe and you're willing to put the work in and you really don't fall into any of these four categories, I say, let's make this year a great year. Let's change lives. I mean, we've been changing lives for, you know, for, for a few years now anyway. But there are definitely some hangers owners. <laughs> Is that the word hangers owners? Is there some hangers owners that just haven't done anything yet? And I'm telling you, this is the year that we're going to change more lives than ever. Got some really good things planned for this year. I'm going to be unveiling some ideas and some things that I've got going that are just going to change even more lives really soon. So stand by, hang in there. It's going to be great. Remember, I drop a brand new episode every single Wednesday and Friday. And if you haven't done this yet, if you go to the show notes in every single episode, I have show notes that give you four very important links. One of them is a link to my newsletter, which comes out about, uh, you know, just it's not on a regular basis, but a few times a month. So join up with that. We've got some interesting news to share in between episodes and also our Facebook group, our private Facebook group by the same name. You have to click the link or else you might get to the wrong group. But when you get to it, it's going to ask you for a passcode. And that's how you know you're in the right spot. If it asks you for a passcode, that passcode is simply free pass. You put that in, wham, you're a member. You're hanging with us in between episodes. We got right now, I think it's over 1,400, 1,400 like-minded people that are in there that are or helping each other. It's like one big family. And you are all rock stars. I appreciate you being with me. I am Dr. Dave. This is Microdose You. I love you. <laughs>